Hello, happy Friday. Welcome to our fourth week of this Lent Bible study series. I'm so excited to dive into the text today. This past week, we have read Mark chapter 10, verses 16. So we finished out the book of Mark and we've embarked on the book of Luke, Luke chapter 1 through 9. Today's reading, specifically if you're listening on Friday, is Luke chapter 7 through 9. And if you missed out on this, you can still participate. Jump in today. Go pick up your Bible, grab a cup of coffee, find some place cozy in your home, and read Luke chapter 7 through 9. I promise you will be blessed. Today, I'm just going to highlight some things that stood out to me in this past week's reading. And we will end this episode with a scripture meditation, a Lectio Divina, for you to just kind of carve out this time to sit in the presence of God, to soak in the scripture, and hopefully walk away with a deeper level of peace. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to make sure that you know you are invited to join our Balancing It All workshop starting next week. So I have a three-day free workshop happening next week to help you learn how to balance it all. So if you've been feeling out of balance, stuck, overwhelmed, this workshop is for you. And when you register, you will get access into our private Facebook group where we're going through this together as a group. You will get access to the recordings. So if you can't join live, you'll get access to all the video recordings. You'll get a workbook and we're going to be filling out our spring seasonal refresh throughout this challenge at well. This as well. This kicks off on March 29th. So it's the 29th, 30th, and 31st. It's at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time each day. But like I said, if you cannot attend live, you can watch the recordings. And if you join us live, you will be eligible to win some amazing, fun door prizes. So I cannot wait to hang out with you next week to pour into you and help you really answer this question of how do I balance it all? So if you want to register, there's a link in the show notes or you can go to bit.ly slash balance with Polly in all caps. That's bit.ly slash balance with Polly. I cannot wait to see you there. So now let's dive into today's episode. Hey dreamers, welcome to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. All right, let's dive in. I've really been enjoying doing this Lent Bible Study Challenge with you guys as a community inside of the Christian Dreamers community on Facebook. And I love all the questions I've been getting. I know some of you guys, you're reading the Bible for the very first time. And as you read the four gospels back to back, you start to go, have I, didn't I just read this last week? (laughs) Because these four gospels have so many overlapping stories, obviously the birth of Jesus and the crucifixion, Passover. But then in some gospels, some stories are only shared once. For example, the book of Luke Um, that is the only book where you will find the story of the prodigal son, the good Samaritan, the wedding banquet, 
Um, it's also where you'll find the story of the shepherds at Bethlehem, the ten leopards that were healed. Um, so we're really thankful, obviously, that Luke wrote the book of Luke. Uh, but you'll notice there's a lot of overlapping stories as you read these four accounts. And that's on purpose. The point of having these four Gospels is the validation of the truth of this testimony. It's not just coming from one person's account. It is from four different Holy Spirit anointed accounts. And so that just brings up the power and the truth of these testimonies. So yes, there is a lot of repetition in this challenge, but that's a good thing. So let's jump into the book of Mark. Um, this past week, we read Mark chapter 10 through 16 which goes through Jesus entering Jerusalem, him teaching, and then of course the betrayal, crucifixion, and resurrection. So I want to dive into a special section that really touched me, and that is Mark chapter 15 verses 38. So let me set the stage here. This is during the crucifixion. This is probably the most gut-wrenching part of the story. It is when Jesus is just in agony on the cross crying out, and then in verse 37, it says, Just then, Jesus passionately cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last breath. And verse 38 is just so cool. Verse 38 says, At that moment, the veil in the Holy of Holies was torn in two from top to bottom. From top to bottom. At that moment, at that moment when he died, the veil in the Holy of Holies was torn into from top to bottom. So if you're not familiar with what the Holy of Holies is, I did some research for you because I think this is so stinking cool. So the Holy of Holies was the inner sanctuary of the tabernacle. The tabernacle is a very special place that God you know, explained to Moses how to build. And this is truly where God's presence appeared. This is where God's presence lived this is also where the Ark of the Covenant was held, which is basically the Ten Commandments and the covenant that was given to Moses. So this is such a sacred, special, amazing place. To even walk to get to the outside of the Holy, Holy of Holies was a huge honor. For example, if you look fast forward into the book of Luke, you'll read where John the Baptist's dad, Zacharias, he was given the uh, great honor to go light incense on a special day uh, where, and everyone stayed outside and prayed. So it was a big honor to go outside of the holies, Holy of Holies, but to go in the Holy of Holies was the hugest honor. And that was only for the high priest. And that was only once a year on Yom Kippur, which is considered the Day of Atonement to help cleanse us of our sins. So imagine this, only a high priest once a year on Yom Kippur can go into the Holy of Holies to, for the atonement of our sins. This was considered the place, the spiritual junction of where heaven comes to earth. And when Jesus died, this veil, this separation of God's presence, um, this place we could only enter, enter into on a special day from a very holy man walking in there on the day of atonement, this veil, this barrier was torn, which means we have access to the presence of God. We have access to the atonement of our sins. We can enter this special junction between heaven and earth. 
Isn't that so cool? And the way the veil was torn was very telling. It wasn't like someone could have gone in there and ripped it from the bottom up like a man. It was it was torn in such a supernatural way from the top to the bottom to prove that it was not of man, but of God. So that was one of my favorite call outs from the book of Mark and just that story of redemption and resurrection. So now let's dive into the book of Luke, the book of Luke. Some call the book of Luke the mercy gospel. And what's really neat is how he structured his story. So Luke writes about Jesus's ministry to women more than any of the other gospel authors. This is somewhat controversial in the culture of his day. So in his storytelling, he uses an alternating narrative of one story about a man next to a story about a woman. So he begins with the story of Zechariah, then Mary, then Simeon, then Anna, then the Roman centurion, then the widow of Nian or Neon or N-A-I, and I'm not good with these Bible names, the Good Samaritan, then Mary and Martha. So it's kind of interesting. He goes back and forth. It's this equality of, you know, God looks at man and woman and our hearts and just loves us. And in the time that these gospels were written, women were not at all considered as full of purpose as men were. You know, women went with Jesus in his ministry. They followed along. They learned from him, which was all very controversial in that day. And I just think that's just a really cool thing to point out and see. So, so far in the book of Luke, we've read chapter one through chapter nine, and there's no way I can get through all of the amazing scriptures from the book of Luke verse chapter one through nine. But I just want to say it's, it's neat reading it this quickly in this much content and in such a short period of time, because you really start to see the big themes of what the Bible is trying to teach you. And for me, the big theme that I've been picking up from Luke chapter one through nine, is that Jesus is the way of peace. He gives us his perfect peace. That's part of his prophetic fulfillment. And I want to show you a little bit about that. So Luke chapter one starts out with the story of John the Baptist, his amazing birth. So he was born to Elizabeth and Zechariah, and they were really old. It was not seemingly possible that they would even have a baby. So an angel appears to Zechariah when he is inside lighting the incense uh, near the Holy of Holies, outside of the veil, but still near it, which was that big privilege I was talking about before. And so he doesn't even believe the angel Gabriel when the angel Gabriel visits him. He's like, how can I even know this is true? This seems so impossible. And because of that, he was silenced. His, you know, he couldn't speak until the baby was born, which is just a crazy miracle. So once the baby is finally born and John the Baptist is here, Elizabeth, you know, has the baby, they sing these amazing songs. So it starts in verse 67. Then Zechariah was filled with overflowing with the Holy Spirit and he began prophesying and singing in this amazing praise. And I want to read the end of this amazing praise. So just listen to this. It's just so beautiful. And I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. In verse 78, it says, this, and it's talking about Jesus, the splendor light of heaven's glorious sunrise is about to break upon us in holy visitation, all because the merciful heart of God is so very tender. 
The word from heaven will come to us with dazzling light to shine upon those who live in the darkness near death's dark shadow, and he will illuminate the path that leads to the way of peace. I want to read that again. It is just so beautiful. The splendor light of heaven's glorious sunrise is about to break upon us in holy visitation, all because the merciful heart of our God is so very tender. The word from heaven will come to us with a dazzling light to shine upon those who live in darkness near death's dark shadow. He will illuminate the path that leads to the way of peace. Jesus leads to the way of peace. Jesus is the way of peace. If we skip forward to Luke chapter 7, you see the story of this prostitute who comes to Jesus to anoint him with fragrant oil and perfume. And because of her extravagant worship and the way she she cries these big tears onto his feet and washes his feet in her tears and dries them with her hair. And it's just this beautiful moment of surrender. He says to her, your sins are forgiven. He, He says to the woman, your faith in me has given you life. Now you may leave and walk in the ways of peace. He gives her the permission, the honor, the ability to walk in the ways of peace. This amazing inner soul peace. This is what Jesus has to offer us. When the woman who was bleeding so much touched the edge of his robe in chapter 8, he responds, Beloved daughter, your faith in me has released your healing. You may go in my peace. I just love this reminder that peace is not something we get from the world. It's not something we get from a spa day. It's not something we gain formulaically. Peace comes through Jesus. And what does that mean? Because you're like, okay, well, I I know Jesus. I've been hanging out with Jesus. I've been going to church. I don't have any peace. Where's my peace? Peace comes through his presence. Remember, the veil was torn, that barrier between accessing his presence. To access the presence of God, we have to get in the presence of God. We have to sit in silence and solitude to truly soak in the presence of God. So if that's something you have not done before, I definitely really, really want to encourage you to come join my Balance It All workshop next week. I'm going to be talking a lot more about this productivity, prioritizing, but most importantly, how to have a balanced life and have peace as you are pursuing a life of balance. And we're obviously going to talk about this critical piece of the puzzle, which is always Jesus. So I want to touch on a few other things in the book of Luke that stood out to me. If you're a big fan of Dave Ramsey, raise your hand. Are you a big fan? Maybe you're nodding your head listening to this. Big fan of Dave Ramsey. There's definitely some Dave Ramsey stuff up in here. Luke chapter 3. People were coming up to John the Baptist asking him questions. Okay, what do we do now? How, How do we act? One of the specific questions they ask is, what are we to do to prove our hearts have changed? And this is what John said. It's just a very direct answer. And if you're looking for a direct answer, here is one. Verse 13, it says, be honest. Don't demand more taxes than what you're required to collect. So obviously this advice was going to the tax collectors who were notoriously dishonest. But that's the action. Be honest. Be honest. And then some soldiers said, and about us? What about us? And John answered to them, be content with what you earn. 
be content with what you earn. And that is definitely a Dave Ramsey principle there. We have to live in contentment with what we have, where we are, what we earn in order to truly access peace and to make sure that our heart is prioritizing the right things. If our heart is never content with where we're at, we're not going to have space for the healing presence of God. So be content with what you earn and be honest. Those were some things that really stood out to me and just kind of heart checked me. Another beautiful story is in Luke chapter 7. It's the great faith of the Roman captain. So this Roman captain comes up to Jesus. He's heard about Jesus and his healing powers. And this Roman captain has a beloved servant who is sick at the verge of death. And Jesus is like, okay, I'll come with you to, you know, heal your servant. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. Don't even worry about coming to my house. I'm not worthy enough to have a man like you come into my home. But I know, and I'm paraphrasing right now. I know that if you would just say the words, just speak the words of healing, healing will flow. He explains to Jesus that I am a man of authority. When I tell someone to do something, they do it. Captains above me tell me to do something, I do it. He says, I'm a man of authority and I recognize authority and I can see there is so much authority in you, Jesus. And so you're operating out of authority. So I truly believe if you speak the words, the healing will flow to my servant. And Jesus is amazed. He's baffled. He has not seen this type of faith in the chosen people of God, the Jewish people of God. And here is a Roman with so much faith. And so this is my question for you right now. Do you have faith in Jesus's authority over your life, authority over your circumstance, authority over your sickness, authority over that situation in your life that you are stressed about? Do you believe Jesus has authority over it? Do you believe in his amazing, miraculous, powerful authority over everything in your life? Because if you have faith in his authority, the peace of God will flow in and through you. And this is something we can't just know in our minds and read. We have to know this in our heart. So now we're going to move into our special time of Lectio Divina at the end of this episode. I'm so excited to do this. Now, what is Lectio Divina? If you are new here, Lectio Divina is just a scripture meditation. It is a time to sit and to soak in the scripture. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a scripture three times. And between each reading, I'm going to take an intentional pause. And with these pauses, I just want you to sit in stillness. This is not a time to think about your to-do list or the laundry or anything else, what you're doing after this. This is just a time to sit in stillness and soak in the scripture and feel the presence of God. And I want to read to you today about the miracle of the woman who was bleeding for 12 years. This woman who was suffering greatly for 12 years. She had been to doctors and honestly, those doctors had made her more and more sick and had taken her money, taken advantage of her and brought no healing. This woman has had hope and then hope totally removed time and time again, years upon years upon years, agony. And then she hears about Jesus and she is desperate for a touch of Jesus. All she wants to do is touch 
him. And so maybe right now you're in need of a touch. And so that's what we're going to go to in this time. I'm going to read the verses 46 through 48. And I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Translation. I've chosen this translation for my Lent study. I've done the Lent study in other ones, but this time I decided to use this one because I really enjoy it. So I hope that's okay with you. Um, We're just going to go into this time. And I want you to start by taking some deep breaths. Breathe in. Breathe out. Relax your mind, relax your shoulders. Notice any tension you're carrying in your body. Deep breath in. Breathe out. Get in a comfortable position. Just relax. She had spent money on these healers. She was suffering. And then verse 44 says, Pressing in through the crowd, she came up behind Jesus and touched the tassel of his prayer shawl. Instantly, her bleeding stopped and she was healed. So now I'm going to read you the scripture uh, 46 through 48. This is Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. So just close your eyes, relax, take another deep breath. When the woman realized she couldn't hide any longer, she came and fell trembling at the feet of Jesus. Before the entire crowd, she declared, I was desperate to touch you, Jesus, for I knew if I could just touch even the fringe of your robe, I would be healed. Jesus responded, Beloved daughter, your faith in me has released your healing. You may go in my peace. When the woman realized she couldn't hide any longer, she came and fell trembling at Jesus' feet. Before the entire crowd, she declared, I was desperate to touch you, Jesus, for I knew if I could just touch even the fringe of your robe, I would be healed. Jesus responded, Beloved daughter, your faith in me has released your healing. You may go in my peace. When the woman realized she couldn't hide any longer, she came and fell trembling at Jesus' feet. Before the entire crowd, she declared, I was desperate to touch you, Jesus, for I knew if I could just touch even the fringe of your robe, I would be healed. Jesus responded, Beloved daughter, your faith in me has released your healing. You may go in my peace. 
Father God, thank you for your healing. Thank you for your peace and your mercy. You are so tender with us, even though we don't deserve it, Lord. We thank you for your touch, for the way that you breathe in and through us and in our circumstances, Lord. And right now we're carrying a lot. And Lord, we just lay it down at your feet. We thank you for loving us, for pursuing us, and for Jesus' true sacrifice so that we can truly have access to the Holy of Holies, have access to your presence, to your love, to your tender mercy, to your healing power. God, we thank you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I hope this episode has been a blessing for you. I really enjoyed hanging out with you and sharing a little bit about what stood out to me in today's reading. Next tomorrow, our reading is Luke chapter 10 verses, I mean, sorry, chapter 10 through chapter 12. So get ready for that. And feel free to jump into our free Facebook group. It's the Christian Dreamers Community. Jump in there. would love to connect with you. Just type in Christian Dreamers Community when you head over to Facebook and make sure you register for the Balance It All series. Next week, I will be giving away amazing door prizes to those that are are going to be attending live. So you don't want to miss it. I hope you have a wonderful day. You are so loved. Bye guys.